What's up, everybody? It's Travis here for another episode of Hotline League. We're good vibes only, even though I just got screwed over by Postmates moments before this, and then Golden Down Blue and Postmates. Mark gave me a ton of struggles about the way that I decided to run this production, <laughs> of which at least one of them is getting paid to be a part of. Either way, I've uh, me. decided to be bringing you another episode of Hotline League, my show, in which I do the things I want to do. Uh, this show is sponsored by Alienware, and I'm joined by my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman, for this Good Vibes Only show. Mark, how's it going? I'm having some great vibes, my dude. I, I, I'm on the last 70 pages of Words of Radiance, and I would rather be reading that. That's how good my vibes are right now. That's sick. I mean, it is it is really good. What Were you finishing it, or were you you tearing through those as the show started? Kind of, yeah, basically. I'm, I'm at the part, right, where like the battle starts, and things go boom. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, whatever. Anyway, uh, Golden Glue is here. Golden Glue, thanks for for coming on the show. How you been? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been uh, some weird, crazy time. Uh, I've got like a nice. I had a nice weekend. I traveled to go see some family for July Fourth and my dad's 60th birthday. So I spent all of today traveling, like six or eight hours or something. Whoa. But... Okay. Did you fly? Yeah, yeah, I had to fly, and I was wearing like three masks, and like it was it was a I, I mean, I think we'll I think see. Masks are like other forms of protection where adding additional layers of it is not always going to help you. I would have, should have bubble boyed yourself. I yeah. would if I could. Yeah. I get some trash bags and like some breathing apparatus. Yeah, I definitely. It was, uh, yeah. Right. Well, best of luck, man. Hope, <laughs> hope you stay healthy. Where are you right now? I see you, but it looks like you're in a training room. No, this is just my apartment. Uh, your apartment has like four computer chairs in it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why we have all those. Well, we had some of them on the balcony. Right, we just had gamer chairs on the balcony because we didn't have any normal chairs. And then um, now they're kind of just like shelves. Like I just put stuff on them. Like, like you should. Uh... Who do you, who, wait, who do you live with? Uh, Keith. Okay. He has a chair in his room though. Okay, so you, you, you should uh, wrap have... them off. Five gaming chairs between you. Uh, I mean, so there's a bunch of different chairs. This is like more. Pre this one chair is a little bit nicer. Those are a little skinnier, so it's kind of like those got um, not selected by anyone. I don't know how long they've been here because I moved into this apartment. People were here before me, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, nice. We'll, uh, whoever whoever has the best call on the show will raffle you off a. Golden Glue chair. It's been sat on by a pro LCS player. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, what, so you, okay, so last week was interesting because you kept teasing uh, <laughs> an announcement and then, and, then, and then you're like, well, it's taking a long time to write this announcement. And then finally you released the announcement. So do you want to talk a little bit about uh, what it was that you said? Yeah. Here? So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that. So I don't know. There's basically like kind of almost every day my situation was changing with like, um, Am I going to go directly to another team? Am I going to just um, like mutually terminate our contract? And then I also initially I actually wasn't planning on writing a, a tweet longer and explaining what everything happened. I was planning on just tweeting like, "Hey guys, looking for team." And then I, I I typed that out and I was like, "Wow, that makes no sense with all the context that's been around me for the past like month, right? Nothing's really been said. No one really knows what happened or why I'm not playing." Um, so I kind of felt like the need to explain what happened. Um, and then kind of for like legal reasons, 
Um, we wanted to make sure I was timing the post at the same time that like all the paperwork was signed to actually terminate me. So it's kind of delayed a little bit. Um, otherwise you could be in violation of like poaching rules or something potentially, I assume. Yeah, I guess so. And I think it just wouldn't make sense to talk about going, doing all these things and becoming a free agent until I actually left the team. Okay. Uh, it kind of made sense to just do it all at once and just made things simpler for me. I'm really happy with like the post. I spent a long time writing it and um, my girlfriend helped me proofread it and like edit it. I had so many, I thought it was perfect. And then she came through and she, like every single sentence had a grammatical thing that I needed help with. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a crazy week. I was just responding to a lot of the messages, um, talking to teams and kind of trying to figure out what the next step is. So, uh, sorry, and feel free if you don't want to talk about this, but was there a world where you could have stayed with Golden Guardians and still looked for opportunities while you were there? Um, yeah, so basically what the what happened was, the, de the deal that happened was basically I could stay there um, and, like, do some kind of positional or assistant coaching, um, and they would put a buyout on my head. Basically, they were letting me it's look like a pro belt type situation, bit. right? I don't, I don't know exactly what the Pope situation was like, okay. but I basically had the choice to go free agent or stay with them and have a buyout and basically make it harder to look at other places. So I thought it was more valuable to go free agent and explore the market and see uh, what off offers are out there. Um, and, you know, there's even a chance that I could possibly rejoin since we left on a good note. And, like, they, they wanted me as a positional right. or assistant coach. Um but I thought it just made more sense to be a free agent since I haven't been a free agent in like four years and I kind of just wanted to see what it was like. Sure. Okay, so how, how have things been since then? Things have been good, I'd say. Um, I've, got, I've been talking to a couple different teams for different positions. Every single one is like a different position too, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it's kind of, it's still really complicated and like convoluted, I suppose, because there's like, you know, I can take a coaching job, a positional coaching job, assistant coaching job, like playing job, sub job. I could go more into, try to go more into content, right? There's a lot of options to do right now. So it makes it a little complicated to like compare choices, right? It's not, I'm not like I'm comparing like one playing choice to another playing choice. I'm comparing like a playing choice to a coaching choice to a like streaming choice. And yeah, it's been, it's been like pretty complicated, but um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out like what what's out there for me, what options I have, and then I will like decide on something hopefully soon. Uh, Mark, I don't know if you have any questions for Golden Glue about this stuff. No, I think that that actually hit a lot of the things I was I was going to ask him about because um, it sounds like you know I was going to ask, are you leaning towards one or you know any announcement or anything like that? But it sounds like you're saying that still debating between a couple different choices. Um, so I uh, actually don't have much of a follow-up okay. to that. Well, do you have any questions before him, for him before we hop into calls? What do you think of uh, The Great Gatsby? <laughs> I like the movie. The movie was really good. I, I like love the movie, it. even though it didn't get great reviews. Now, did you like the movie, or do you like Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, well, I was about to say, I, was, I, I forgot his name. I love Leonardo DiCaprio as, as The Great Gatsby. That was the perfect fit. And very debonair. Um, yeah, that was nice. Okay, great. Well, anyway, uh, <laughs> trying to think. So, what? What uh, is there any major news in league this week that we need to make sure that we we hit on? 
Uh, let me go I guess check. The, we can discuss 100 Thieves' first uh, week with their new lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I think overall it's been I, the Golden Glue news. But overall it's been a pretty quiet week. So I think this week should be, um, you know, a pretty open discussion for any callers that want to call in and talk about where we're at. I mean, we're just about at the halfway point of summer split, so I think that that'll be good. Um, I'm trying to say, Mark, I'm thinking about making a, a video about something, but should Maybe. I just do it here and get your guys' vibes on it? Uh, can I'm you sure. give me a, a hint on, on what it is so I can give you great feedback? Yeah, it's about a crazy scenario with C9 where they skip finals. You just want to send them to Worlds? So here, okay, so here, I'll just do it. I was trying to decide if I want to make this into a video. Maybe I still make a video about it, but maybe this can also be the video where I just clip it out. So, here, hypothetical scenario for both of you guys. Um, I look at where we are right now in the U.S., and we're basically, no country wants to deal with us. Um, you know, we can't, we can't travel. I read an article recently that was like, places you can still travel for summer vacation. There were like three countries. Um, I think obviously there's more than that, but, uh, so I have been wondering with worlds, which Riot still says is happening. What are the chances that North America will have a lot of complications around getting our teams to worlds? And I think there's what are, a good, what's that golden glue? Oh, I mean, yeah, the chances are definitely, I mean, that's going to happen. So given, given like, you know, so there's a ton of different ideas around it. Um, oftentimes it takes a very long time to get like visas approved or whatever, but right now I feel like it's even worse. So let's say there was a world in which, um, we as a region are like, wow, we're really concerned about our ability to get North, uh, North our North American teams to worlds. Can we get them approved in time? Will there be enough of a window to get them off to worlds, etc.? And. So there's a chance maybe that we can't have any three team, any NA teams get there by groups or that uh, Riot is so concerned about like, like if you're Riot on the global team, maybe you start to worry about like, should we just not send any North American teams to Worlds because who knows if they're going to be able and then by, well, by then we'll have built a bracket and a plan stage and like it becomes this disaster. So there's a, in this hypothetical scenario, maybe you think to yourself, okay, well, if we start the planning early enough, we can almost certainly get a, a team in, right? Like, okay, maybe Tencent starts talking to the Chinese government and like visa stuff gets going, or like maybe there's a mandatory quarantine where like the Cloud9 players go in early or something like that. And so North America as a region decides to auto-qualify C9 into Worlds. Maybe you could talk about how that would look. Would they be the third seed or would they be the first or the second or something like that? But and I think, by the way, you would probably need the sign off of like, maybe, you know, maybe the teams and the, the players association do like a vote on this or something like that to decide whether or not they're okay giving C9 the, the world spot. But is there a world where we should say Cloud9 is almost certainly going to get one of the three spots for worlds? So let's give them one of them so that we can guarantee that we have a North American representative at worlds. Is how bad is it going to feel if we can't send a team? Uh, I mean, I think C9 is going to go to Worlds no matter what. And so I think, you know, on that level, I, I, I get it. But 
It's also a really weird precedent. I know it's a weird time too, but like, yeah, we just know that this team's the best. Let's so just send them. I mean, you could make arguments, right? You could say, you know, they are the first. They won spring, and they are in first place right now, um, in in I mean, undisputed or whatever. Like, it's not it's not so random, like to say this team has demonstrated that they. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the the problem is that they don't have enough evidence. I'm just saying it's a weird precedent. It's very arbitrary, yes. Yeah, because it's like, okay, well, what's where's the line become? Well, like, I think the Liquid line had, is there's Liquid's a global had... pandemic that might prevent us from setting it representative, right, that... right? Like, it is a precedent, but one that would probably not apply in any other year in the future unless we have another global pandemic that would present in which Something North, in which North America or the U.S. has a bunch of issues and blah, blah, blah. So wouldn't, wouldn't it just make more sense in this like the situation to just pretend like C9 or you could even say like the top five team, top five teams are going to worlds and just get them all prepared to be able to go like start preparing now. Well, uh, so the question, yeah, the question would be what is involved in it. So um, maybe you're right that maybe there's a world in which you can begin the visa process for all these different teams um, ahead of time so that hopefully they get cleared. But what if there's like a mandatory quarantine? that was that would be required in this or what if you need to have these teams like go play in you know maybe c9 has to be in canada for a month ahead of time i don't look a lot of this is is speculation um because i don't know what the exact processes will look like or what we'll have to do i just very very much anticipate a world where it's not as simple as cool we did finals cool we're sending our three teams to china let's go you know like it just it I, I'm starting to have my, my wheels spin around this stuff in part because I think if you are, if you're Greeley or you are the people running worlds, you should probably be thinking about this. You're probably looking at like, well, what does this look like? You know, because the, the worst thing in the world I think would be to have no North American team at worlds, right? Like that would just feel really bad. So this is the, the, I'm starting, it's a, it's a bit of a thought experiment, but one in which I, I, Part of the reason I like it is because it's forcing us to start wonder, wondering what exceptions will we make for ourselves given what will probably be a complicated process. All right, kill the second half of the split. Do playoffs now. And let's go. How about that? Yeah, I think we probably don't have enough time to make that decision. Um, what do you mean? I just I made it right now. Let's, let's, let's roll it out. How long does it take? We're all we're all remote anyways. We don't need to figure out a finals venue and move it up. If, if C9 can beat G2 in a scrim, then we'll auto-qualify him. <laughs> is, is G2 on bad ping it in this scenario? I mean, that's what they're offering to scrim on. So I, know, I, just, yeah. I feel like that might not be that difficult. I wonder how many teams could beat G2 on terrible ping in uh, handicaps. Hopefully a lot. Hopefully. All right. Well, from from North America or around the world? From North America. So so I guess here, here's my two questions. I have a couple questions for both of you. One, is this like a stupid thought experiment and like a stupid thing to be talking about and we just shouldn't spend any time on it? I am always of the opinion that like hypotheticals, we should do this or almost always a little bit like pointless. I think there's a fun time for them and a good time for them when it's like a hot And there's not much issue. that has happened this past week. Yeah, or like a hot button issue, you know, like I'm trying to think of a good example. 
feel like it's something you talk about with drinks and like you would argue your point while you get drunker and then there might be more more i have drinks you guys want to do that instead well this is a this is a win-win for me because if if shit starts to get complicated in a couple weeks i could just play this video and be like I tried to start talking about this, but if it doesn't, then we won't ever talk about it and everyone will forget that I brought it up. So I just feel like it's just not a very controversial. Like, I feel like you want, if you're going to say, like, have a hypothetical, there yeah. should be like. So, you, you are you saying it's not controversial and that, yes, we should just do this if we have to? No, but it's just like everyone's, everyone wants C9 to go to worlds, right? Everyone thinks C9 is going to go to worlds and like everyone thinks that they're going to be able to make it anyway. So, like, why? auto pass them why auto pass the best team when they're already going to make it anyway yeah i guess i would say to guarantee that we have a north american representative but um all right whatever we can just move on mark you or mark you're already starting to grab callers yeah i got a a handful of them okay here we go twitch chat says for the love of god get a caller on sorry i'm just hey guys good vibes remember what travis said yeah we're trying to do good good vibes here all right I just thought it was an interesting discussion. I had it with other people. Travis, please move on. Jesus Christ, man, says Techno 1Q. MSU Gerard is here. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Jackson, Mississippi, unfortunately. Oh. Unfortunately? Why unfortunately? Uh, our governor is not handling this situation well. We'll leave it at that. Gotcha. Well, neither is our president. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So my take was that Golden Guardians will be top three by the end of the split and will contest Cloud9 and FlyQuest, who I think is the other top three in playoffs. Here we go. This is it, Gold, Golden Blue. <laughs> Slam your former, former, former I, team. I, 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 would, I would also say this if Golden Glue was still on the team. I think, I think they were also oh, wow. on that trajectory. <sighs> Twitch uh, demanded a caller, and now that we've given them one, they're all angry. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'll, I'll like, yeah, they don't well, like this one. Well, Gerard, maybe elaborate a little bit before we let Golden Glue dive in. Yeah, so uh, so about a week ago, I was looking at some of the stats. Um, I was like on Oracle's Elixir or something. Uh, FBI and Huhi actually have like pretty good stats. And like just from the eye test, their bot lane looks pretty good, I think. And of course, the... Bigger draw, more obvious one maybe is the closer to Monte synergy, kind of mimicking the Cloud9 style. And I think other than like some of the you know mistakes in draft, maybe the Nidalee and the Morgana we saw recently, I think that'll get worked out pretty quick, and I think they'll be right up there soon. Golden okay. Glue, do you want to take this first, or should I let Mark? Yeah, yeah, it? sure. Okay, go for it. So, so his whole point was right. They're going to be top three. By the end of the split, right? And yeah. By that, do you mean like top three regular season or like top three in playoffs? Because I don't think they're going to get top three regular season. Um, I think that's almost impossible with where they are now in the standing. So, do you mean they're going to, you think they're going to get top three in playoffs? So, I think if you're going to say they're going to get top three in regular season, I'd just say you're like flat out wrong. Yeah, yeah of, of course, of course. Okay. Um, I mean, I think they're a pretty good team. Like, a lot of people shit on Huhi, but the ball lane is pretty good. They, they solo killed Sven. Vulcan this season like they're they're better than I think people give them credit for and you know like I think closer and Demonte they had a kind of similar play style to when I was playing with closer where it's kind of like you're playing more for getting the jungle ahead that's like what closer likes to do right 
Um, and like, I definitely think the team is pretty good, but I don't know if I would see top three. I, I, I think I saw a stat on Twitter last week about how they had second to cloud nine, the most like gold leads in the league. I, I think Golden Guardians tweeted that stat out. I don't, I don't know if it was at like 15 minutes. I want to say it was like maybe like the first like 15 minutes or 20 minutes, like they had the most gold lead um, compared to other teams, but they lose a lot of games with that gold lead. And that's kind of something you look for in a really top team is that they don't give away gold leads. So Golden Guardians are able to generate the leads, but they haven't been able to close out games. And closing out games is not something that's just super easy to do, you know? Like, if you can generate leads, but you can't close out games, it doesn't really matter. So, I mean, I could see them definitely doing better than where they are now, but I think top three is, like, really pushing it. Yeah, I think um, the thing, too, is with those gold leads, it's important to look at what's happening to kind of get them. And a lot of it is, I think, draft dependent. Like, they take some of the most all-in early game drafts that we've seen. Um, with things like the Nidalee Jace combo mid and, and these uh, types. Uh, they've, they've strayed away from it a little bit more in recent weeks, but um, if, especially for the first two weeks, they were, and that's about half the games at this point, you know, they were really aggressive about um, their champion pools, which also contributes to the losses, but it's also why their gold lead stats look so good. But if you look at, you know, to Golden Blue's point about what they do with those leads, it's a lot of losses. Um and they feel, you know, pretty hit or miss. Uh, even when running the same comp two games in a row, like last weekend, they played Jace top, TF mid. I don't know if it was what the jungler was both games. I think one was a volley bear, and I can't remember the other one. But, you know, it's like a similar idea of the composition. And, like, one game they completely mess it up versus Immortals, and then they play it pretty well versus uh, Gold... Uh, Fly Fly yeah. So it's it's... It's hard for me to say that I'm terribly impressed by their gold leads because they take difficult to execute comps. They execute on the easy part and they largely have failed at the hard part. So it's it's not impressing me too much for why like why I would ever put them over like an EG or, or Mark, a fly quest. Uh, Gerard says that their bot lane is pretty good according to stats. Uh, do you think that their bot lane is doing good? Because I don't know, maybe this is a situation where like people love to hit on their bot lane. Is it undeserved? To a degree. Um, Are you looking up stats right now? Yeah, I'm going to pull up their champ pools real Contracts quick. is complimenting Golden Glue's uh, shirt, which I think is very cute. We, we go way back. Yeah, that's the uh, the Ember shirt. I don't think we talked about that before when we started recording or whatever. I think it was before, but... Good old times. Contract used to live under the staircase. Just he was our Harry Potter. Really? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a room. Like it, it was literally a mattress, like in the kitchen. Uh, under you the think staircase. that helped make him a better human? Um, worked for Harry Potter. Maybe they should have pretty, spent so, some of the money good. they were very generously giving to their their team on uh, an extra room. Yeah, we got a whack ass house. I mean, it was whack. <laughs> Mark. Um. So, anyways, I was, um, I think they've been okay in lane as a bot lane. I don't know. I think like they're actually part of the team. I, I probably pay a little bit less attention to than the mid jungle and even top lane with Hanser. Uh, I think they have. They are better than people give them credit for in lane. Uh, I would say, uh, but who he still m makes mistakes sometimes that are a little uh, concerning. I think. 
Um, but I, I would say it's, it's fair that their bot lane is better than people give them credit for. I would say even myself, they're probably better than I, I give them credit for. I definitely think for lane phase. I think, yeah. I think for lane phase, they do pretty well. I think out of lane phase, you can definitely see like who he gets caught and like dies a lot. And like it's it's also kind of hard to tell from watching whether it's like his fault or he's trying to save someone or someone's pressuring him to go get vision. But he definitely ends up the one who's who's dying. Yeah, I mean he's fourth in deaths in the league. Um, <laughs> funnily, stunt and Meteos are no longer playing. Oh, yeah. I guess these these stats are outdated, so I, I shouldn't be using these. These are from week three, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's I think uh, ultimately I agree that they're better than, than we give them credit for in lane, but still have their problems outside of lane, which is also where a lot of the rest of the team struggles emerge. Well, I don't think that they would be top three just because their bot lane's a little bit better than people think, though. I think I just saw Kobe shirtless and you walk past I, the hall. I don't think oh. that was really the crux of my argument, but it more of like a supporting thing. Right. So, like, what, what about some of the draft stuff we've been talking about then? Like, they take very early and focused drafts, they get gold leads with it, but then they can't close. I think that's something that comes with time, and I think we've seen them starting to like work some of that stuff out. Like the first game they played this weekend, I think was—I I may be mistaken—but was a case where they, you know, were able to close out the game, um, as opposed to some stuff in week three that happened. But, and like going back to like week one, they played two Nidalee games, right? That they lost, I think. Yep. So and that's you know that's probably not going to happen again. Right? Actually, I think so, they played one one Graves game. They lost. Okay, well I can't wait for that champion to be gone too. But whatever. <laughs> Gerard, thanks for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, sh- uh, shout out to Mississippi State Esports. Our state sucks, but our league team's pretty good. Great. Sometimes. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, have a good one. Uh, you too. I would like to just say I've been silenced in Twitch chat by Travis Gafford. So you used a banned word in the Twitch you chat. You said cat. Night, cat nightbot, word? nightbot times out anybody who says that, and then you, as a mod, you tried attempted to circumvent the the banned oh word. God, list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are, this always happens. They all get banned. Um, so, What's so, your favorite household animal, Twitch chat? <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> it's great being a mod and seeing all the like timeouts yeah. and <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll get the next now. Call. Now I hear it. literally somebody. So Kobe uses Discord without. I also use speakers, but somebody in from the other room is like, Travis's Twitch chat is just banning everybody out right now because somebody said this. And I'm telling Kobe about it. it's just uh, it's very offensive. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Off Mark goes to grab the next caller. Okay, Omega Diamond Zinc, thank you for the 21 months. Cherry Lace, thanks for the gift. Smill Sap, 29 months. Uh, 20 pounds of hummus, the Wet King, Mexican Armada, Lift Umjaro, and Segi H. Uh, Gazalith is here. Gaz, <clears throat> first off, Gaz, great character in uh, the books. Anyway, where, where are you calling from? Uh, calling just outside of Chicago. Outside Chicago. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, so my topic was that TL is the clear number two team uh, behind C9, of course, and ahead of everybody else. Or will be, rather, by the end of the split. TL? Yeah, TL. Okay. Why oh, do you I think that? that's what's right now. 
This is by end of the split. Yeah, no, this is by end of the split. I mean, I, I still Wait, think so that I they are. It. This is a weird thing to say. Cause this is... This almost makes it sound like you're trying to predict the future when you say they are the clear second place team by the end of the split. Yeah, I don't That's think that's a real good future site if it's clear. My 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 visions yeah. are always hazy. What job am I gonna have, Mister Future? <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be coaching for Cloud Nine, man. Where where uh, do you think they are right now? Uh, I think that there's a big old soup going on right in the middle right now. Okay. I hate that now we just use that term. All. I thought it was great at first, but now I hate us. I, I, I went bad on it by like end of the first week I said it. I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Here we okay. go, though. So it, you, they aren't clear right now, but they will be by the end of the split. Why won't... Before I ask why TL will, why won't EG, Fly, or TSM be the clear second best by the end of the split? Uh, I think all four of them have kind of holes that you can poke in their roster, uh, e.g. being kind of hot and cold with Jazuke and then top lane with Kumo. Uh, TSM with Spica being a rookie, so, you know, how's that going to work on playoffs, plus their their crazy mid-game that they have going on. And then FlyQuest with what's going on with MASH and Turtle. Um, I think TL also has that going on with Broxa and Impact, but I think TL's play style is more of we're going to punish mistakes and we're going to punish these... Uh, these things that come up over the course of the game, and that doesn't really seem what the other uh, teams are, are more gunning towards right now. And I don't think that those other teams who are trying to become faster are going to be successful at it. So basically, I think TL is going to be uh, the best of the slow teams, um, and they won't be able to beat C9 because of that, but they will be able to beat everyone else. Did you watch the TL games this past weekend? Oh yeah, they were a shit show. That's why I said they weren't the best now. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, it's such a bold statement to come in after those games and be like, "Don't worry, in five weeks they will be clearly ahead of the rest of the competition." Hey, uh, my, the other part of my take is also uh, that there's this weird parallel with what hap what's happening now in TL and what happened in 2018 with Cloud Nine. Okay, I don't know if I, we have time to like dive into to that, but yeah, hey, I was there. Let's just let's yeah, just focus. What's that going? Yeah, I'm like I'm curious about what this parallel is. Okay, I have no okay, idea. Fine. Go for the about. parallel. Uh, so they uh, bench uh, C9's case, like the whole roster, but or everyone but Licorice, and then uh, they are in ninth place. Um, bring in a rookie, and then all of a all of a sudden come back, and in that split, they were the clear number two team. This is a pretty far stretch you're making here. Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> that. It's like they kicked the one take. player. It's kind of the opposite. There's only one change versus everyone but one change. That happened also in between splits instead of the middle of the split. I just want to remember my. I give you zero. I, I tried zero to move parallels. on from that part of the, the thing. Well, it was, the, I was, it was the part that I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. And I, I understand okay. why I didn't understand. Well, let's, <laughs> let's ignore the parallel and let's, let's go to. Like, okay, so I think. Look, the take that TL is likely to be the second best shouldn't be that crazy, right, guys? Like, they, this is a team that won consistently over the past two years. They've made one change, obviously a star player, but I think their rookie has looked pretty good. Um, obviously, like, there was the Broxa change at the beginning of the year, too, so I don't want to dismiss that, but, like, 
it, it does feel like this is a team that should be able to take that second spot. The problem is they haven't, and other teams seem like they're improving a little bit faster, like TSM, I think, looked decent. Uh, so, I don't know. I, it's 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 not like, a oh, that's a crazy take, like saying Go uh, Golden Guardians are going to be contesting C9, but uh, for me, I have a hard... I have a hard time saying it's that wild. I don't know, Mark and, and Golden Glue, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I have something to say on it. So I would say that, like, let's just assume every team is going to lose to C9, right? I think you, then you have to think about how does that team match up versus the other team, right? How does TL match up versus EG, Fly, and TSM as, like, the other three contenders, I would say, right? I would say in this, like, TSM and Fly kind of both play the slow style as well. So if you think TL is going to be the best slow style team, like, it's fair for them to beat, I think, those two. If they keep improving, like, obviously they didn't show up very well last weekend, but I would say the meta is, like, coming pretty good for them. And I think, like, I think the ball lane's really good. I think the mid lane meta right now is going to be really good for Jensen. I think if you ban, like, TF, then it becomes, like, a lot of Oriana, Azir, Syndra, a lot of, like, control mages. Um, and Brox is doing really well to split. So, like, I guess the question is, can they beat, like, EG if they're playing really well? Like, if Jizuki's like hot like he's definitely a, like hot or cold player um and I, I feel like that would probably be their biggest matchup like struggle would be eg if jizuke is playing well that's my opinion so i could definitely see them getting second place um if they improve like keep improving uh and if like this weekend was kind of just like slightly fuck up i mean they still won but they had like crazy ass games so, yeah so that's what i'd say yeah i think uh the clump of teams at second place all of them have something in their favor for why you would say they could become the second you know second place team team liquid no exception they have a lot of the stuff that golden was talking about for why they could be the second place team for eg they have a really explosive mid laner a great bot laner you know we saw them be really good last split fly quests a lot of the same points about how strong the top side of their map is whatnot tsms double fb like everyone has a case for like why it, at the end of the split they'll be the second place team the case against TL for me is they don't seem to have um, very clear like win like conditions of how they really want to play the game. But like Colin was saying, it's pretty slow. Uh, but their mid and late game decision making is pretty terrible. If you like look at the Hundred Thieves game, the Dig game, the Immortals game, now like they've had three or four of these games that like they don't close out super cleanly against teams that are not super strong. Um, I, I think they're all really, really good players, but they don't seem to be, like, amplifying each other and playing well around what the other people want to do. I still have concerns about their champion pools. Jack kind of talked about this. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was... Apparently he got called out as, as being a liar. It was... This is just a... There's a lot of swirling misinformation going around there. Like, we called them old reliable because of their champ pool, not because they don't have a champ pool. And so, like, the question was kind of, like, no, Jat took it as we're saying that they play the least amount of champs, and then someone did respond to that saying that they do, but that was like coming into the weekend and then they branched out or something. So like the whole thing's a mess. The whole point though is that the solo laners aren't really playing anything new. There's and there's no volleybear played, there's no Wu Kong played, there's there's nothing really interesting going on in the mid lane. TF is the only thing, but even that has been meta for, for years now. It just goes in and out of the meta, and what you do with it is largely the same thing you've always done done with it. Um so it's not – their bot lane's the only one who does anything interesting. Like with the Casio, AD carry, 
Core JJ has, has a great champion pool. He's always has a trick up his sleeve, which is great to see. Um, and you can play standard and stuff, but um, I have more faith in players like Solo, even Kumo, strangely, Broken Blade, to pick up new top lane champs that have become really strong in the meta the, that we just don't see being played by, by Impact. And he always looks bad in the regular season and kind of turns it on, so maybe this is another case of that, but... Uh, those are those are my concerns with the whole all reliable thing is that they have a very slow play style, very control oriented, with largely little experimentation going on in the in the draft. Brox has played Graves, Trundle D, and that's it. You know, like they don't draft like towards a certain style where like Golden uh, Golden Guardians are trying to do a little bit what C9 does by having a more resource intensive jungler, and they're like you know play more less resource heavy mid laners. Um, you know, they don't play carry tops like some other teams do. So I'm, I'm just like, what is your team doing other than like kind of scaling and maybe having a little bit of flexibility in bot lane? I don't know. So I guess, yeah. so to, to go back to the tweet about, since we're talking about their thing, I guess Jat said they were middle of the road in unique champion picks. Uh, and then Freak said it was actually last place with 19. And yeah, then, that's all wrong. Just ignore all of that. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just correcting it since I was parroting it. And Jack came back and said it was actually 22. And then Freak apologized. Very strange. Anyway. But the whole point is that it's not really what we were talking about for the criticisms. It's not sure. that they don't draft. It's that when 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 Impact plays a carry top laner, it's Jason Kennan, who have been carry top since season two. There's no Wukong or, you know, some of these these newer things. I keep saying Wukong just because my brain's off right now. But, like, go watch LPL. Kale. Shit. Like, I, fuck, I don't know, dude. They're playing all crazy shit over there. Uh, yeah. Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, exactly. Well, guys, so. is any of this making you doubt your confident prediction? No, because I still think all the other teams have very similar... Um, like it, you look at FlyQuest, I don't think FlyQuest is really going to be like Solo is going to be popping out Wukong in the top lane anytime soon or anything like that either. I think um, it will. It'd be nice to see. Uh, anyway, my point is, I look at the other teams and I still think that there's going to be mistakes and that you will get those long drawn out games um, and that are going to come down to one last team fight. And I think that that TL is the team that has the mechanics aside from maybe TSM. But I think that they have kind of a step up on mechanics on the other teams, um, position by position. And I think that they'll still win out there. Anyway, that's my hot take. So yeah. I'm a Thank C9 you. fan, so whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I... You have nothing to worry about. I, you, I appreciate it. We got just, a lot of callers coming in. Is it just for difficult it. as a C9 uh, fan to come up with like calls for this show? Because it's difficult for me to no, come up with interview the questions for them. was like, guys, come on. There's nine other teams at the LCS. Talk about them. Yeah. I'm with you. I think uh, the whole, like I said, I was, I was intentionally taking the more negative side there on why TL would struggle um, because I think each team has positives and negatives to, to make for for their case as second best team. Well, either way, guys, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to a short break? Uh, cat for Kobe. Ugh. He's gone. Respect. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on. Let me rinse my palate from the terrible taste of what I... Anyway. Oh, look, there goes Twitch chat getting themselves timed out again like a bunch of lemmings. Anyway, let's talk about something quite hype. 
We're going to take a quick break. And I'm going to unbox this, uh, which I pulled the, the paper off of it moments before the start of the show. Uh, but this arrived in the mail for me last week, and I haven't opened it yet. Um, and I'm now realizing the difficulties in this being a really big box that I need to figure out how to open on camera uh, without being able to move said camera. So this is the new Alienware M15, the R3. <sighs> Let's see, does this show up? I hope I'm hoping this shows up. Let me check. Oh yeah. Is this my payment? You guys hear the? Uh, you guys hear the car alarm going off outside? Is that car alarm or is that your? Short oh, alert. Alienware alert. Yeah, Alienware alert. Thank you. You saved. It. Um, so this is the new M15 uh, computer. I actually had the R2, which is the the version right before this, but they've recently upgraded the specs on it, and I believe even made it thinner, um, which you can see here just how thin it is. A fantastic computer, and uh, maybe I should close my window. One second. We're gonna close the window. No, I really like it actually. Yeah, they're excited for that Alienware. Wait, I have something. Uh, I just remembered something you can talk about. Just uh, after, okay. After after we're done with the break. Yeah. Little time while I close my window. Okay. Hopefully that's better. You guys hear it now? Yeah. All right. Anyway, so M15. Actually, Avli's in the chat. She said she just got one. Um, and uh, it's a fantastic computer, fantastic machine. Uh, really, really like it. Uh, newly updated with re with uh, specs. This will be replacing my R2, which I loved, but now we've got the R3, which will help us even more. Um, and it is actually quite thinner um, compared to the one that they had previously. And uh, there's some other cool changes, which you can go check it out. But uh, go over to alienware.com slash Travis. Podcast listeners, I'm sorry that you haven't been able to see this live unboxing. But go over to alienware.com slash Travis and check out uh, the links over there to this computer and more. And be sure to use Travis Tanoff Q2 to save 10% on your order. And actually, I think right now, uh, they might be doing a sale. Uh, right, uh, If you're watching live, I think it might be done by the time if you watch it whenever it goes up. But I, I did see that they were doing a sale over there. So we'll go over and check it out. Thank you so much to Alienware for the support they show us. And uh, the car alarm finally finished right as my ad was done. Thanks so much to Alienware. Because you stopped talking about Alienware. Yeah, exactly. It literally just finished. Anyway. What's the controversial thing? Oh, uh, the police bull bear skin. I don't know if you Ooh. want to talk about that. Oh. There is some controversy about that. It is, I think, it is controversial. I think, I think we're all well qualified to talk about this topic. That's the only other thing I think is controversial. But I didn't know. Yeah, it might, might not be... <laughs> well here okay since you brought it up i don't want to feel like we're ducking the topic i i, I will just say this um in in the moments after that tweet so if i guess we have to explain what happened for people that aren't familiar so um a staff member at c9 tweeted out and i'm going to paraphrase and people will get angry with the way i paraphrase it because i won't get it perfectly correct but just Please forgive me because I'm paraphrasing. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, they tweeted out that they felt like it was inappropriate that a player was using the police Volibear skin and insinuated that a player using it was uh, acting in a racist manner or was perhaps racist. Is that Mark and Golden Glue? Am I getting it correctly? correct there? Or am I missing anything? Uh, I would say I, you didn't I say don't any know if it was racist. I don't know if that's the right w way to... Well, I... 
I think you you're not factually saying anything wrong, but tonally how the person worded it it was it was, was it pretty was abrasive. Yeah, it was it was, it was pretty like, abrasive. Yes, it was calling out all teams for allowing players to use the police volleyball skin, and then said, "Do we have to at the player for being racist?" Yes, which is basically yes, insinuating that the player is racist and that the orgs are basically virtue signaling for caring about Black Lives Matter, but allowing people to use this skin. Yeah. So like, it was a pretty a pretty strong call out on the entire scene and player. Uh, so anyway, this is going to get um, kind of personal, but I I tweeted something shortly thereafter where I was basically saying, like, look, regardless of how you feel about the tweet, let's be appropriate in our responses and try to be kind. And part of the reason I thought about that, or part of the reason I made that tweet was because... So last week when like the wreckful stuff hit, uh, and this is just me personally, I'm not trying to like, it was, it just caused me to think a lot about the way in which we send feedback and criticism on the internet. And it was the first time in which I really reflected on just like how tough being in the spotlight can be. And I know, I know that people immediately come out and say like, well, yeah, but there's all these perks for being in the spotlight and it's actually so great. But like, there are a lot of times, like I've heard so many stories of people who, who are in the spotlight and, you know, the community comes after them and they can't sleep that night or they're crying in in the behind the scenes at an event or, and, and I've had people come after me and it just feels, uh, it can be really overwhelming. Um, and, and so I think I tweeted that out and a lot of people immediately said, yeah, but the tweet was bad. And I, I'm never going to contest that that tweet was like it, not fair to Santorin uh, or other players who use the skin because implying that they are acting in a racist way from doing this, especially players who, you know, are not uh, like that. Police means something different to them coming from different countries, etc. But I just, I have seen uh, the the ways in which people go after those folks. So there were people that were telling the staff member to kill themselves and saying things about her appearance and all that stuff. People then responded to me pointing that out and said, yeah, but no one was defending those tweets. And I didn't say this at the time, but yeah, nobody was calling those out as being awful either. Like, it, it's easy to say, yes, this person made like a really stupid inappropriate tweet but when you are on the other end of like hundreds and hundreds of people sending you messages on twitter by the way like whenever i've ended up on the hate train like people send me uh really shitty messages in instagram dms and twitter dms and uh all over the place like it it can be really overwhelming and really scary and and like that is me somebody who has like coped with this stuff for years and years and years so whenever it happens to somebody who fucked up 100 percent um it can be really scary and so um that was all i was trying to say is like hey maybe look i i'm not saying people shouldn't say the tweet is bad i'm not saying people shouldn't say something i think people should consider what it is that they're saying to the person i think people should consider like 
hey, do I need to be the 700th person replying to this tweet and saying you're stupid? Um, because I'm guessing that the individual probably got it in the first 699. Um, anyway, this is something I was thinking about for the past two days, and I wasn't, I was trying to say that I was going to say something about it on the show, and I didn't plan on it. Uh, as we got into it, I just decided, like, let's move on, but just because it brought up, uh, this was something I was thinking about. <sighs> yeah, I think you said that really well. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone's really going to have been tweet. I, I know the person personally, so I think that's another thing that's, like, I know she's, like, a good person. So, like, I think everyone, not, not everyone, but I think most people, like, sometimes they just say the wrong things, right? Like, you say something and you don't realize, like, the implications. And so it kind of sucks when it's something on, like, on Twitter. It just becomes public and it can just get exploded instantly. Even if you don't really believe it that much, like, that could have been, like, kind of one of her extreme thoughts. And she just put it out there, and then like she got annihilated. Yeah. Um, and now immediately so, people go go and glue. People are going to say like, "Well, you should think before you tweet," you know. Um, and I don't think anyone would disagree, right? But like that doesn't mean that people aren't perfect and that they aren't going to fuck up. Yeah. So. And and I think I think it's frustrating to me because it's easy to sit on the sidelines, um, and say like, "Well, you just shouldn't do that," you know. But yeah. uh, guess what? Like when you have a lot of people following you, uh, like no one is perfect. Like any the people who say you shouldn't make dumb tweets could very easily make a dumb tweet. You know, I, it's just uh, whatever. We don't. I I get that it's going to be really difficult to explain this to folks because I think they just don't have the context of what it's like to be in these situations, and people are not particularly. You know, they don't, I don't think there's as much empathy these days. It's more like a rush to judgment, but, um, I don't know. This is my attempt at like explaining it, even though I feel like it's probably not going to go anywhere or hit very many people. Um, I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on it. I don't want to just like force us to move on, but that was kind of my thought. Nope. Okay. Should I get next caller? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go next caller. Okay. I think that was good. Um, Let's grab, or let's shout out some subs. 20 pounds of hummus. Thank you for the 22 months. Uh, Smilsap. I think I already got, mentioned you guys. Uh, Seggy H, the Mr. Panzer time. It was magic. Uh, X Adam XK. I'm a win. Uh, Ceases Caroline gifted a sub to Golden Glue. Uh, Bruce oh. 5G and Ateo Rachel. Thank you for the sub. Uh, we got, oh, and Senpai please and Capico 9. Thank you. Did have and, another What's that? Sorry. I was just saying one question Papa Smithy asked in chat that I'd like to answer later on. Sometime. He's asked me, how do I feel? Oh, sorry. sorry. If you want to answer it now, you, you can. Okay. He just said, um, Golden, at Golden Glue, do you feel that you've been supported well by orgs with the social media Reddit bashing you received? Um, kind of somewhat tangenting off the last topic of like social media bashing. Um, I would say that it's kind of hard for anyone to kind of protect you from like, you know, any organization or any kind of infrastructure to protect you from like getting bashed. Um, it's a kind of thing where you see it, your Twitter DMs, your Twitter notifications, your Instagram DMs, uh, and like just viewing a Reddit thread, right? Like if I was playing bad and I view uh, my game thread, right? People are gonna shit on me. There's nothing an org can really do to stop that. I think the best thing that was, the only time I felt really protected 
Um, I would say when we did that Cloud9 exchange, um, when we set, sent up all the players um, and benched everyone but like Lic Licorice, right? And it was Jensen and Sneaky, all the favorite players got benched. Um, we kind of made like, it was like a team-wide pact, just not check Reddit, not check Twitter. Like literally all of us were just not checking anything um, because we all knew how bad the community get, community was going to rip into us, right? Like um, replacing Jensen Sneaky, um, I think it was Smoothie with like Zazel, who was unproved, Keith, me, and um, I think we had Blabber playing at that time. Yeah, but yeah. we just knew that we were going to get murdered by the community. Community And like Cloud9, I think, as a team, and then also us as a players, which is generally really important. I think the players as a team can kind of have a lot of control over your perspective. Um, we all just didn't look at it for probably like three weeks or, or maybe even a month. But other than that, like, it's really hard, I think, for organizations to tell you, to protect you. And all they can really do is like, hey, man, don't check that subreddit. But you can't stop your player from laying in bed at you know midnight when he's about to go to bed. It pulls up his phone and he's checking legalizing subreddit, right? Like you really want to read what people are saying about you, um, and it takes a long time for you to just get over that. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Right. I. I'll go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I was gonna say um, my I we had a similar thing on Curse in season four when we were like last place for a little bit and not picking any wins up. I, I know players still checked it, but we didn't allow people to talk about it at team like things like scrims and, and whatnot and meals. And so, you know, if people did send messages to each other or were reading them, you know, whatever, you can't, you can't run people's lives, but we did definitely dissuaded it and I, it can help, but it's way harder for players than like people like myself and Travis and even, you know, people who misspeak on social media or whatever, because there's absolutely a short memory, me memory, uh, uh, on the internet so like when ellis and i have different opinions and you know the community's taking sides and waging a war on our behalf you know like we're both getting shit in the dms and whatnot but it does blow over in in a week or two for us but players have a whole nine week season that they they have to deal with and so every time i've been in hot water for my takes about europe during uh, european fans during one worlds or calling out people and whatnot you know i've been yeah. been in been in the boiler a couple times but it's it's easier for me as um someone who there's going to be drama to overtake me versus a player who it's like literally every post game throw you're gonna have to deal with that shit so i definitely feel for players a lot i i remember it was really tough right before and mark you'll remember this when we went to all-stars and the Reddit thread popped up that was like, Travis Gaffer doesn't know how to interview. It was like number one on the League of Legends subreddit with like... That had some good points six, in it, 6,000 upvotes or whatever. <laughs> and it like... Thankfully, that one was so outrageous in its accusations that where it's like, Travis doesn't even know how to do any follow-up quite like... Just... I, I think it would have hurt home more if people were like, Travis oh, hasn't yeah. progressed or like, Travis's career is just... Failure after failure or something like that, right? But yeah. it was so ridiculous. But the worst thing about it was going to Vegas and just everyone came up and put their hand on my shoulder and was like, hey, bro, I saw the thread. Hope you're holding up okay. Like, it was just, I had to oh, turn it. Oh, I, I loved it, dude. I memed you for like I, a week. I did it. Yes. Actually, I don't think I asked how you were. I remember I just came and took a photo with you. Yes. And then I posted it. with. Oh, wait, you had a great tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was like, uh, I forgot. What did I, I said something Thanks about like. Good. Teach this guy to interview or something. Yeah, yeah. I'm like teaching this guy how to do follow-up questions or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that was so funny. Yeah, that we, party was so 
Wow, yeah, I mean, old. we turned it into a joke at the party, right? Where, like, everyone was tweeting pictures. Because yeah. the great thing was, and the part of the other thing that made me feel good about it was, like, everyone in the industry knows I know how to do interviews and have, you know, I, maybe not everyone, but, like, I think most of my peers are, you know, they appreciate the content. They think it's good or whatever. So, anyway, we've gone off way off topic. But All right, time nice to bring this person back that I yeah. checked out. Okay. Um. All right. Anyway, a couple more shoutouts. Uh, Raz gifted a sub to Modraz. Uh, RM, oh, Mod Raz. I see. That's cute. Our RMK, Darking, and then Iron Waltz. We got best vigilante NA 90% win rate here. Where are you calling from? Uh, I wish I wasn't calling from Memphis, Tennessee, but you know, that's just how things be. Oh man, we have a lot of people regretting where they're they're calling from what do you want to talk about on the show um so i'd like to say that there's a lot of hype going on right now in regards to like all this dominance going with uh, north america at worlds i actually am of the opposite here i i think at as it stands c9 they're dominant in north america but given how it seems na's just collapsed this year cloud nine's probably potentially the weakest first seed from North America in years, and NA second and third seeds, because of how group seeding works, it's, they're doomed. They're doomed. Because they're doomed? of the fact, well, in the best case scenario, we're looking at, for Cloud9, maybe they get a wildcard team, and same thing for everyone else, like, they get wildcard teams, but we have to consider the fact that we have, the worst case scenario for C9 is LCK second seed, LPL third seed, LEC third seed. They're inside of a, uh, they're inside of a group of all three major regions with you know top three teams. So let's just look. It's like their their growth is being held back because they they just don't have good practice. They haven't had MSI. They can't really scrim. COVID's gonna make it hard to scrim. So what do you think? So, so why, sorry, you're just worried about C9 because you feel like they have no competition and that's what's made them weak? Maybe. I think the dominance is a bit false because when you're looking at how every other region's playing right now, they're super volatile. And the volatility is a good thing, actually. Because you're looking at Europe right now and you're seeing, what, like five different teams all trying to just go after second first place you know fanatic collapse uh g2's weird uh china i mean top esports is up there but they sure. even drop games to other teams so when g2 and... was dominating eu did you worry that g2 was gonna fail at worlds uh probably g2 dominance in europe I mean, and they even said this themselves, is that their worst mistake at Worlds was just not leaving EU. So they they wanted to go to another region, but instead they decided to screen EU and A teams. And it really suffered to them. Yeah, they only made finals, you're right. I mean, then they got 3-0'd by FPX. Yeah, I'm sure a couple scrims would have changed that. Just a couple, <laughs> just a couple more scrims. You know, if okay. they start scrimming yeah. those teams okay, like, okay. like a month so, earlier, right? That, so that would have changed all that. 
So, so one, I, I want to give uh, Best Vigilante here uh, some praise because he's walked into a North American show and just said, our region is doomed yeah. as we've developed. Well, it takes a lot of uh, something. I'm not going to say mean, that. I think the, the way franchising has gone has, has made the region hard. Okay, well, be- before we start talking about like the franchising stuff, let's just talk about C9. Yeah, let's let's limit the scope a little bit, huh? Yeah. So, let's start with the with the claim that C9 is not even a good representative for North America, because that's one of your points, isn't it? Uh, one of them. I'd say that they're in a bad spot mainly because they haven't really like the they teams they've been up against. Yeah, they they haven't really faced a major challenge. They just breezed through every single best of five. Right, but they so yeah, we don't. I don't need the reasoning. I'm just trying to make sure the point is right. You're saying that they're they're are they like where would you put them? You said they're they're not going to do well. Are they worse than TL last year for a number one seed? Are they worse than previous C9s that were third seeds who who did well? Like, just give me give me I what think, your take is. I think the they're I think they're worse about uh, than they were previously when they were third seeds because as third seeds they had to really work for it. Yeah, I just I just cases. just the take. So are they better than are they better or worse than TL was last year? Uh, potentially even rather than worse. Okay, so around that level. Yeah. And you thought Team Liquid had good competition last year? Uh, I mean, they had one good series against Cloud9 and then just destroyed everyone else. Right. So the competition wasn't anywhere. It was it was probably around the same level as C nine. C nine is has been the most dominant to the caller's yeah. point. Like this, they are the most dominant team. In right, but I'm saying the, the point I'm making is TL was dominant before too. They weren't nearly this dominant. Right. They didn't have much better competition around them. Like T- TSM was not you know a bunch of world beaters in summer or anything. C nine was yeah. the only team that could give them any competition. So like. I don't know how you can possibly say this C9 is the same level as that TSM. You can make the, I think there's a strong point to be made that North America just sucks. You know, I'm not going to go out here and defend North America as this great region. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, say that they have a lot of competition. But I don't see how you could possibly say this C9 is not a good, you know, one of the best teams we're, we're ever going to send or have sent at, at to Worlds based off any, yeah. any of the points you made. Because... North American teams have often struggled with three O's and sending dominant teams. Like how many finals in 2013, 2014 were, th- were three O's, you know, like we, we, yeah. we often have three O's in spring and, and summers and stuff like that. So it's, it's really, we haven't even seen the summer finals yet. It could be close. It could be hard fought at this point. We don't know. Springs have tons of three O's. I mean, so far uh, we've had people that have said that golden guardians are going to contest C9 in the at the end and also that tl will be a really great second place team so uh, dominant teams are not like i understand the flash wolves argument that people make and i think it can have merit but dominant teams are not inherently a bad thing like you know when when fanatic was hella dominant in 20 2015 or you know like different different periods of g2's dominance to the to the point you know like they've they've been fine um yeah i think you have to look use your use and like look at what they're doing and like c9 does have a very distinct aggressive active play style that people are impressed by from other regions around the world you've heard interviews with top pros from other other regions saying they think c9 is legit um so i have a hard time with this i don't know I, I'll, I'll let golden Glue talk actually what's what's your opinion on on c9 oh i mean I, yeah i think this the only i think 
part of what you could like your whole I don't know argument a hot take whatever you want to call it the only part I think you can have any legitimacy to is the fact that it definitely would be more ideal for C9 at Worlds to have better competition I think that's pretty yeah easy to say right but I don't it's it's not to the point where they're doomed at all like maybe you you know, maybe they get into the finals and they get 3-0 by FPX. And you say, man, if they had better competition, they could have beat these guys. But they're still, they have like their own distinct play style. And it doesn't feel like they're held down that much by their competition. Um, it kind of feels like they're just steamrolling people and it doesn't even come close, right? Like, I don't think, like that play style, you know, like, I think it's still going to work at like international tournaments, right? You're going to play really aggressive, and you might lose playing that same style. But I, I don't think many teams around the world, especially like like when I watch LCK, like not all the regions are ready for that kind of like hyper aggressive style. Um, and C9 has been practicing it for a while now, um, and I think they're really fucking good. And I don't think they're not doomed whatsoever. Hey, uh, yeah, best would, fit, uh, vigilante, and to meet you for a second because you're. Your keyboard was loud, so don't type, uh, please, while you're... Anyway, continue. What were you going to say? Uh, part of it is also just that as far as other teams and dominance, for example, last year, you're talking about G2, they still had at least one team that was going to put pressure on them, but it seems as this year, Cloud9 really hasn't had a team that pressures them because TL still had C9 that put pressure on them. Like, they took TL to five games last year. G2... Fnatic took them five games last spring. year. Not in spring. G2 oh, yeah. steamrolled the shit out of spring, and then they won MSI. Yeah. And then they won MSI. Uh, but they still got destroyed by teams like IG. And as for what this year is, it's also the fact that we're looking at the fact that we're looking at LPL4, EU4, so now every single group, provided that these two get out of play-ins, which is pretty likely, there's really no place that's going to be considered a group of life, of sort of so to speak. We're not going to have like the J team group. So there, there's that. And I just want to point out that last year, I mean, North America dropped the ball hard. We went like Cloud Nine only took games off of HK, and Team Liquid flipped the win on Dam One, and then they dropped every single match except against AHQ, who no one expected anything out of. And Clutch, I mean, Clutch almost got pushed out of the planes. Sure, yeah, Clutch is bad. Yeah, Clutch, I don't give a fuck about. It. They're not relevant to why CL- C9 would do bad this this year. None yeah. of that really is. I mean, I think I, I, I... yeah, I think it extends mostly to just not just C9, but just NA as a whole is in trouble. Yeah. And he's never not been in trouble. That's what I don't I'm like our fucking holy savior right now. Like, please, please someone do something. Okay, okay. So, How is this any different than, like, the only team to ever get out of groups, you know, basically since this thing happened has at Worlds has been C9. That's not any different than anything ever before. If the, if the take is that NA's in trouble, it's like, yeah, dude, of course. But if the point is that C9's not good and they're doomed, then it's like, why would they be more doomed now than bef- than ever before? I mean, last year, they seemed C9 did okay. I mean, the, to be fair, this is a different roster. This roster might be better, but they ran Blabber. So they, they ran Blabber that everyone's saying is the best jungler in the world right now. At least I'm seeing a lot of people saying, making the argument. 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where, where are you reading that? Uh, there's there's a lot of people who want like ESPN rankings want to say Blabber's you know like top juggler in the world. ESPN uh, ran that. I guess I'd have to check, but I I would be very surprised if ESPN who. I think they really like Europe and uh, LCK LPL. I would be really surprised if they were saying that. Um, uh, they're, they're pretty excited about C9. They tend to put them top 10. Yeah, yeah. Was, I think uh, there's a difference yeah. between putting C9 top 10 and saying Blabber's the best jungler in the world, which was... Oh, their main argument is Blabber. Okay. Um, okay, I so... Mean, even then, when they ran him, they still went 2-4. and four. Vigilante, let me ask Mark and... And Golden Glue, a couple pointed questions within the, the theme of your, the spirit of this. Mark and, and Golden Glue, is there a world where NA fans should not be getting hyped about Cloud9 because they are not facing real competition here? No. I you should be excited. You th- what's the, sorry, what was that, Golden Glue? No, Mark is saying I interrupted him. No, I was just saying you should be excited. They look really fucking good. And I like it's excited for North American standards. I'm not saying like get ready guys, this is the year we win worlds, but I'm like this is one of the best representatives we've ever had at least as far as we know, you know, like this looks really good. Same way people should have been excited about 2016 TSM and then they they choked. So that could easily happen again, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be excited. So I had this conversation with Zazel today. Um, a little bit or something within the, the theme of it. And he said one of his biggest concerns for C9 is he feels like right now they kind of just win all, all lanes and they just outplay their opponents. And so he's worried about how like their kind of proactive, aggressive strategies will hold up. He, he was not being a doubter by any means, but he was just saying like a concern people should have is like what looks, what, how does this team adapt to an environment where maybe they don't just win everything? It's a huge concern. Look at that FlyQuest game they played. Opener of the split. I mean, it was probably they're a little rusty because it's the opener of the split. But, like, that invade where they, I think they got three for Ode, like, that's a fucking loss on the international stage right there, guys. Most likely. You know, who knows? You know, people always like to be hyperbolic and say, oh, the game's over because of one mistake. But that is a huge mistake in an in a international game to make. Um, and in North America, they can recover from those kinds of mistakes frequently and easily. You know, quote-unquote easily. So, like... Yeah, of course there's, like, international competitions more difficult, and when you see errors, those are going to be punished harder. But North America has, like, C9's made it out of groups before, and those were not immaculate teams. Going Glue, any thoughts on that, or should I ask you my next question? Ask me the next one, yeah. Are the other teams doomed? Like, because it just looks like we, we struggle so much to get other teams up into, like, the C9 sphere... Are, are the is like C9 really our only chance right now? Um, ignoring like maybe maybe one of the other teams makes like a suddenly fixes a bunch of stuff and is like stompy, but like, yeah, I don't know. I would say like right now there could be hope, but just because of how close all the other teams are, right? Like TSM, EG, Fly, um, I think I'm missing one. Um, FlyQuest? Oh, you said Fly. Whatever. Basically, after C9, the next like four teams, I think they all realize that they're all so close, being able to like be able to get that second place, third place, like make it to Worlds, that they're going to be working like really hard to beat each other out. And I think that kind of like environment could create like a really good just environment to practice and improve for the next you know two months. So I do think like there's a chance that the second and third place um, teams aren't just like 
uh, you know, fillers. You know, I think the chance that, that they that they just keep working really hard and that they embrace the situation that they're in, they definitely can still improve a lot. Hey, uh, Vigilante, first off, props to you because yep. calling in with a, a I'm going to flame the entire NA region and shit on their golden team is uh, it's bold and I appreciate it and I wish we Whoa. had more callers willing to do that in the future. We also, uh, unfortunately, are low on time, so any final thoughts yeah. before we move on? Uh, I mean, outside of that, I don't think any else. Uh, just, I'll, I guess I'll shout out uh, my boy in the our little Discord, Jinmori, the best Twitch player in North America. Nice. Thank uh, you for the call. And yeah. I, Thanks. one way or the other, you know, there's a very good chance that this call will be able to be clipped out on YouTube in a couple yeah. months for me, and that'll be I, great. I, I really hope I uh, am proven wrong. Yep. Fire Master going out. Thanks. Thank you so much for the call. Good. All right. We got to speed run these next callers a little bit. Yep. Probably like 10 minutes each. Um... Oh, by the way, Twitch chat, there are new emotes. I'm working on adding even more, but after a while, I had not I had not added emotes for a while. We now have leaks that you can spam in chat for whenever we have leaks or you guys want leaks. Um, that's kind of fun. I don't know if you guys like that. And then we also have popcorn for... if Because right now we have yes and hang up, but if you just want to watch the drama unfold, there's popcorn emote. Uh, so thank you, by the way, to all our subs. We got SD Gaming here. SD Gaming, where are you calling from? I'm from Irvine, California. Irvine, California. Hey, that's a great profile picture on Discord, by the way. Oh, Look. thank you. That's my friend uh, right after he threw up. Oh, great. Yeah. What do you want to talk about on the show? Um, so my topic is that it seems kind of a troll of the last place teams such as Dignitas and 100 Thieves to keep cycling between longtime veterans. And I think that they should really look to be developing new talent and trading for academy talent, such as some players in like Cloud9 Academy. Uh, in order to get a new face of their franchise. So you said it's Dignitas, and who's the other team? Uh, would... uh, 100 Thieves was the other main one. Sorry. I would say Immortals probably a little bit more than even 100 Thieves. I mean, 100 Thieves just pulled a kid out that has been playing this game for like two years, right? So... Yeah, that, 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 that's I was going to bring that up as the one exception. With Immortals, um, I was just saying that their new roster is so, like, um, it's, it's so recent that I don't know if I would apply it to them as well. Okay. But, I mean, we have, like, Uhi in the bot lane, the Golden Guardian. Like, there's there's examples. So the, I'm glad mm -hmm. we have this call because I feel like there's been a wave of people that are like, hey, Academy is better than people think it is for, for players and uh, folks that are coming out of there. I don't know, Mark, have you kind of picked up on this too? It feels like this is yeah, a... Yeah, there's a fair amount of it going on. Like, in there's Reddit a new, a new wave of hope and hype for Academy. Golden Glue, I feel like you're a great player to talk to about this stuff because you've you've been around for a while and you know academy players you know the cloud nine academy players in a lot of cases so what is your take on this yeah so i mean there's actually there's a lot to this conversation more than just like should we like is academy just better than we thought it was this whole time is academy just did it just get better is there something experienced players versus new players right there's a lot to unpack in this conversation so it's kind of hard to talk about it all at once well unpack it all go throw it out on the bed this, empty the suitcase. Out. The most important boxes. Travis. Um, no, but like I, I guess, like just to talk about, is Academy like are the top Academy teams better than the bottom LCS teams? Um, and I think it kind of has been true for a while that the top Academy teams can beat the bottom LCS teams. We subbed in our full roster on Cloud Nine. I want to say it was 2018, maybe it was even 20. 
2019. I don't remember when. And we like hard slammed Echo Fox. I'm pretty sure it was Echo Or maybe it was Clutch. I think it was Clutch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we just hard slammed them. And it wasn't even close. And it was a full counter officer. It was like one of the fastest games of the split. So it's definitely been this way for a while where like the top academy teams can beat the bottom LCS teams. But it's not necessarily that like every single academy player is better than like the LCS counterparts, right? I would say that there's probably a lot more to when you're on a bottom team, your team morale and your camaraderie or whatever is really low. Your trust in your teammates are really low. But when you're in the top of academy and you're beating everyone, you have a lot better like belief in your system and your teammates and your team. And like you can just play the game better than if you're on a bottom team in the LCS. If you're a player on the bottom team in the LCS, you're trying to look the best that you possibly can and like stay in the LCS, right? Like that's what you're trying to do. And that's not necessarily the best League of Legends gameplay. Um, so like I do think. Yeah, like a lot of the academy players are better than uh, we think they are, but they also will have a lot of problems. Like they won't just come in and smurf. They'll come in and they'll smurf a couple of games, but they'll also int if you give them more games. Like they, they need time to like practice and learn and grow. So it, it's really not a fair comparison, uh, but that's that's just like a short, really short-winded two cents. Do you, and, and I... I'm going to ask you a pretty pointed question here. Hopefully you don't take offense, but do you feel as though there are uh, players that have been in the LCS and have had too many chances? Um, and I ask this in part because some people levy this criticism about you. They say Golden Glue has been on all these different teams. He hasn't found success. So, I mean, what what do you think, you know, are there players yeah. that are out there like this? Do you think that this could be yeah, yeah. applicable to you? So, okay, there's definitely something I want to talk about, about like the players giving, being given too many chances. Um, like maybe that's some people think it's like I don't I don't know if any player thinks it's actually I don't know like there's definitely <laughs> this, this is also kind of complicated for me when I hear the argument of like oh I, I saw it on the Reddit thread about my Twitter longer there's people saying like oh he gets on teams because he's like a nice guy and like such a good person to be around I'm like no you fucking idiot watch this academy game where I smash every academy mid laner for two years and like there's a reason I got moved up like. Fucking watch the games. Like, don't just listen to fucking people saying I'm a fucking nice guy, right? Like, I'm a good teammate. Like, I, I try to be. I do my best. But like, watch the fucking games. Like, there's not, there's not like all these insane players that just don't get moved up because they're not given a chance, right? Like, that's just not how it works. You know, like, it, uh, so I wanted to get that out of my system. Um, Fuck, I even forgot the question. I just really ran at it. I feel like you're looking at Twitch chat. Look, Dude, every, everything Twitch you said, I've just been like, I wish we had like uh, tweet likes or something so I could like plus one pretty much everything you've said so far. Pretty much like even going back to the other points about like, yeah, of course a bottom team, if you make a bottom a LCS team play a top academy team, like just the morale levels are so different and have such a huge influence. Like everything you've said so far, I, I, I'm, I'm super in agreement with. The other thing Travis was saying was, do you think it applies to you? Obviously, I think one of the things you're about to say was like, I don't think any player will ever feel like that applies to them. Most likely, um, I don't think any any player. If a player admits to themselves that they're just they've had enough chances and they should should retire, I think probably most would. I, I would think. I, so another thing the community doesn't fucking understand is like it's so much harder to get another chance after like something doesn't go well. Like it's not easier when you have a like. 
people most most people would much rather pick up a player that has like no history, right? That he's a brand new fresh talent because it's like, oh, people will go like easier on him and like he could grow to be whatever, right? But you have to work even harder when you had an opportunity and it hasn't gone well. Um, and it's not like it's not like this experience, I, I wouldn't say, like at least for me, it's never been a case where like that makes it easier for me to get on teams. It makes it harder for me to get on teams and I have to work harder to break that barrier. Okay, so here's here's the only counterpoint, Golden Glue, and I, I'm gonna there's I feel like there's a lot of different players that you could say like, all right, but it feels like these people are not having a hard time finding teams again. Are you looking at Twitch chat? I feel like you're yes. looking at Twitch chat. Let them look, look at Twitch chat. I look at Twitch chat nonstop. It's it's so distracting. I I need I need him here with me. Okay, okay. I, I, I really I love him to death, and I hope he's not going to be upset with this. And I'm not trying to say he doesn't deserve a spot, but I think a lot of players would or a lot of fans would say. Apollo is a player who has like been in the league forever and has struggled to find consistent success. And I literally make jokes with him in every interview at the start of the split where it's like, so did you ever unpack at your old team? Because it looks like you found a new one again. Right. And, and so in those cases, like, what do you say about those situations where like, it's hard for me to imagine that there are a lot of teams out there that are so willing and much more prefer would prefer to take a chance on like a new player that nobody's ever heard of before. When you see players that like consistently make it back and maybe like Apollo is just reliable and consistent. And that's why you get him on your team because you know, he's going to be okay down there. But like there are other players I could name as well, where it's like this player just keeps flopping over and over again. And like they keep getting picked up and, I don't know Mark can think of some players right now off his off of his head, you know? Well to chime in on that too, I think there's a difference between like a player who hasn't worked out yet and a player who you have seen them be significantly better than they are right now. Like those are two different like career trajectories matter to me too. Yep. Uh like is Golden Glue right now or last split playing on Golden Guardians, does he look worse to me? than he did when he debuted on Dignitas in 2014. Does he look worse to me than he did on C9 when he was subbing in with, you know, um, holy shit, Jensen. Like, you can look at people's career and kind of, like, you know, subjective a little bit, but at least see if they're doing better and, and you can check their solo queue and see their effort levels and stuff. And I think someone like Golden Glue, who doesn't seem to have gotten worse by my eye, uh, who might have just gotten replaced, but I don't think that means he shouldn't get another chance in the future. Whereas there's some people who I've seen there's, they're getting worse time over time and still getting chances. Like those are, those are different career trajectories. Even if they've gotten the same number of chances, like just looking at their, their, you know, those kinds of things are, are different to me. Uh, can I add in on what you were saying a little bit? Um, kind of with a point that some players are getting worse. I think that also applies to kind of like the franchise identity. So like, um, for example, players such as Phoenix that are coming into Dignitas, like no one's like, no, you know, they're not really gaining any new fans because those players are coming in. But um, I feel like, let's say they brought in maybe like um, Palafox or something, like they brought in players from Cloud9 Academy. Some, like personally as a Cloud9 fan, I would be interested in watching Dignitas' games if they brought them in. Uh, to follow what the academy players are doing. And I think that that can really bring, you know, more fans to some teams that don't maybe have as many as the top teams. 
So that's I mean, kind of like a different angle, right? Like that's yeah. Okay, so let's bring it back on track. Uh, because I don't think we got the the final thought from you, Golden Glue. Like, it, are you so confident that teams are willing to take a chance on like a new player whenever it does feel like? To to my point, we've got players that have just been around for a very long time and switch teams all the time. To Mark's point, we have players that seem like they're on a downward trajectory and like it doesn't seem like they're going to bounce back to where they were previously. Like it, it, it is hard to feel as though teams are willing to take as many chances as I think you feel they are. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I see what, like, I completely agree with what Mark, what Mark was saying. It's totally kind of dependent on the career trajectory, right? If you're this player winning um, all the time uh, and then now you're not winning at all, like you could be like, hey, is he just getting that spot because of his name in the past? Um, I think that's like an argument you could definitely bring up, but I think something really important to bring up is just watching their current play and not really comparing them always to their past self. I think, like, for example, I think Bjergsen was the, one of the number one people that people compare to his past. Um, and they're like, man, he's not good as he used to be, whatever, whatever, yada, yada. But if you just, like, he had a different name and you're just watching this split like it was his first split, you'd be like, yeah, this player is pretty good. Like he, he's pretty fucking good. Uh, I mean, he maybe not be the clear best, or maybe even clear top three, but like he's definitely solid. So you kind of like I, I would just urge people to watch their watch the players and like pretend like this is their a new season, new split for them, and see just try to forget the past when you're thinking about them. And are they playing good enough now to keep their spot? I think that's really the thing that matters the most. I know we said we were going to speed run these calls, but this was such a good conversation yeah. and Golden Glue popped I'm, I'm off. Fine. I'm fine yeah. taking longer on, on calls that we're passionate about. Yeah, like Mark, you, you... Sorry, I was ahead. just going to say, do you have any, any rebuttals or any thoughts on this? No, I, I was going to move along a little bit to what the caller was just talking about um, in terms of like... Well, let me... Hang on. Let me one more say, second clarify. I'm not flaming Apollo. I think it makes sense that Apollo has these, these roles because he's able to consistently do fine... I just feel like he's the type of player who hopefully is not going to take too much offense whenever I drop his name, whereas I think there are some other players that would be very... Picking on the nice guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, on the caller's point about, like, I totally agree. I think some some teams have completely botched their, like, roster building. You know, like, I don't think it's about a single player on Dignitas, but they're almost all 10 players even if they haven't reached their peak, like we've seen them in the LCS before, literally literally all 10 of them have had over a split starting, at least. Uh, aside for, I mean, Johnson's the newest one, but even like JJ, the backup for Afro, um, you know, that's not to say these, these guys should be kicked out of the league or anything, but I'm just saying that's, to me, horrible roster building from a GM level where you have zero eye for future, you know, talent that you are trying to, like, evaluate or something. So when you start subbing in players, <laughs> like there's no one to be excited about if you're bad because your entire roster was built, all 10 players to not be bad. And then you're bad. So then what do you do? You know, like I would just call that like a really strange, strange way of building the roster. Uh, not that it's any individual player's fault for being on that roster or anything. Um, and so, like, that's why, to the point about getting Palafox or whoever, like, I would love to see more mobility. This is something a GM, one GM talked to me about, was, like, mobility of, of um, 
academy players so that when a team like Dignitas happens, like I doubt Dignitas could really make that many moves without shelling out. And even then, it's kind of not worth shelling out to see if talent will develop um, because you can just try and snag them later <laughs> or something. You're not going to make Worlds this split, so wait till next split when you actually can. But I would love to see some Riot rules to free up player mobility so when a Dignitas happens or an Immortals or whatever, they they have the ability to grab a Palafox without needing to drop a ton of a boatload of cash for you know a, a three month investment that doesn't actually you know really matter. Um, I don't know what that means. You know, like loan, like a out loan? Or, yeah, something like that. Um, but I would love to see that explored more because I I don't think you as much as I I'm mad at Dignitas's maybe decision to build this roster. I think it's a little a little too difficult for them to to go and grab the the uh, treats and say like okay afro's been decent but we already know that let's go try treats in the lcs and let's go get this guy and this guy and you hodgepodge it a new team together like that would be great if they could but i don't yeah. think they can yeah totally agree i mean we've well, there was i can think of one instance when a player was loaned to another team to stop save them from relegation uh sd gaming any any final thoughts or shout outs before we move on to the next caller um just a few shout outs. Uh, shout out to my draft bug le- uh, draft buff league. And also, uh, please do not vote for Kanye. Thank you for that. Oh, by the way, on the on the draft buff thing, um, <laughs> I just want to say I, I've heard from a lot of people after our sponsorship ended um, that people were sad that a hotline league draft royale did not exist. And uh, we are we are talking to them. So it might not be a thing where you see them necessarily appear as a as a sponsor on the show, but if the community really likes the idea of a Hotline League Draft Royale or Travis's Draft Royale, because maybe you enjoyed connecting with people, we'll, we'll see what we can do. Thanks, SD Gaming, for the call. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. All right. Looks like we got our next caller showing up. Uh, Mikol, is that how you say your name? Yes. Where are you calling from? Dayton, Ohio. Are you happy to be calling from Dayton, Ohio? We've had a lot of people calling from places yeah. they want to be calling from. Uh, I don't. I, I'm not too picky about where I live. I move around different. a lot. Okay. What do you What do you, What do you want to talk about on the show? Um. So I said that I think Immortals could be a top three contender if they had a different jungler, because I think Xsmithy uh, is just lacking firepower that they need to put them over the edge. Ooh. Okay. Well, this is this is uh, spicy because I feel like people were really like it was like why isn't Xsmithy and and you're saying he's the Xmithy was the problem, hashtag. I, I want to say, I don't think Xmithy is a bad jungler. I think he's a bad fit for this team. Like, okay. for the players that are currently there. Why? Is it just he doesn't, like, they need, like, a blabber-style carry or what? Yeah, I think that, like, I mean, you were bullying Apollo, but I think Apollo... I was not and bullying Akro... Apollo. <laughs> I think... I, was... <laughs> I think Apollo and Hakaho have shown, like, throughout all the years that they play together, that if anything, you could they're consistent, they're reliable, they're not going to lose you a game, but they're also not going very often, unless it's against Sven, to win you the game. Um, and then I think uh, Insanity is showing potential. I think he, I mean, we, we haven't seen him in many games. Uh, he has a good reputation, I believe, in Academy, and he has shown relatively consistent performances. Um, so I think he has the potential to be really good in the future. Um, 
which I think is good for Exmithy. I think he needs a, a laner to play around. But I think Alorum is the just kind of like a weak side player. I don't think you're ever going to like commit your your draft to Alorum, kind of like yeah. C9 would do with Licorice. Okay. Um, well, sorry, I just I'm trying to we have, we're kind of running low on time, so I, I yeah, don't want to rush sorry it, about but, that. But so I think most of I think we've got your your point at this point in time. Mark, you're raising your hand. I'm saying let's punt it to Golden Glue for his thoughts on Immortals and Smithy. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> I would say I mean I always thought Smithy's one of the really really good players. Uh, even even like the champions, it doesn't feel like they're really explosive. Like Trundle, like I, I just remember watching his Trundle and the, the game. I think it was the game they won. Did they win when they had Trundle and Oriana? Their first yeah, game, they won, right? Yeah. yeah. His pillars, like, it's such a kind of, like, people don't like to talk about the skill and, like, these low-skill champions, such, such as, like, Braum or Trundle, or just doing the basics right. His pillars were, like, so insane, always caught people, was always at the right place, cutting off the right choke. Um, I think Smithy is, like, necessary for this team to be a top contender. Um, and, like, without, I, and I don't think, I, I don't see anyone you'd replace him with that would, Give you a better shot. You don't think uh, that they could do better if they had a to the caller's point, like a player who like maybe it's less about landing the pillar in the right place, but more about like, and then he went on a killing spree and like destroyed. You know, so somebody who's more flashy, somebody who's going to play. Yeah, yeah. So if they have like, I, I think you could make the argument of like, okay, you have these, you have a weak side top laner, and you have a new mid laner, um, and your bot lane's like, I guess solid. Like what you say, then sure, like having a really good aggressive jungler is probably going to be good with that team, um, like lead the team. But I don't even know if that would make you, I think that would maybe get you like top six, but I think Smithy's just experience would probably have you be, be able to win more games from behind and be able to win more games in playoffs than having an aggressive jungler. To that point, like even their games this weekend, they honestly should have 2-0'd, um, you know, Insanity missed an alt mid, uh, which was unfortunate, but like that was a game over right there, if not for that one mechanical misplay. And same with uh, their EG game, they easily could have won, but they dove the Nexus and kind of flubbed it a little bit. And it's like, would you, are they would they have won those games if they just had a different jungler there? Like, I don't know. I think their play style makes some sense with control mage mid, which seems to be what Insanity mostly wants to play here. I know he's played different stuff in Academy. Um, but then also, you know, pretty stable bot lane in Apollo Hakuho and like you're saying, weak side top lane. I mean, Alorum actually played great in that EG game. He was kind of their actual strong side of the map on with the Ergot. Not that they played to him a ton, but he was he had the advantage. So like, uh, I don't know. I think this team it's hard. I think they're better than their record now ever since the swaps. But I think they're better than their record is too. But I also like when you look at the two games this weekend, I don't think X Smithy really popped off i mean he had pretty average to poor performances in both of them and i feel like it was more the the other players were performing i think uh, uh, insanity kind of play, is playing really well compared to maybe what people thought and i think alorum is is doing his job keith, but, sorry I'm... keith is in for people that are not watching this live keith is in twitch chat i think desperately trying to do the lay toucan has arrived copy pasta with like the the picture showing up among the symbols is just failing. So I don't, I don't know if he keeps what? trying to get different results. 
another room. Like he's in my apartment. I hear he's literally LOLing. So he's, he's laughing. Just, just think, is he? I don't. I'm just confused if he thinks he's gonna get it right or if he just is just is consistent, this not right? committed to. I don't it see right it. On, I see it on mine. Oh, it's because it's because I had my my window full screen. You need the Twitch chat condensed. Okay, okay, now it's working. It's still uh, it's still a little off in some places. Like I think the head is is not connected correctly, but I'm ha- I'm happy for you, Keith. Uh, anyway, final final point on Smithy is is the trouble about talking about him this way is that he's also the kind of player who's usually making people look better around him and helping a team out. And so, like, obviously, double if being unmotivated and all these things were a big problem for TL last split. But I also wonder, you know, like, would they have gotten ninth with Smithy? I'd have a hard time believing it. Yeah, I, I think that's that's X Smithy's roles. He's he's there to like prop up who your stars are, rather than be the star himself. But I feel like that I think that's what Immortals need is is somebody to to kind of like try and take over the game. Yeah, but, and then I guess my point goes that you could easily just make the argument that you made about replacing Smithy with a carry is like, well then go find in any of the other three lanes the superstar that you want. You know, like the argument can be made both ways then. Yeah, I just feel like those. The other three lanes are, they at least from what we've seen so far, they're they're putting up decent, uh, like LCS level performances. All right, thank you so much, Mikol, for the call. I really appreciate. It. I think it was good. I'm sorry that uh, Keith decided to just distract us a little bit during it, but I, I think it sparked a good discussion. So I appreciate it. Anything no you want to say before we move on to the last caller? Oh wait, we got uh, oh god, we got two more callers. But anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, I just want to say good luck, Golden Glue. Uh, I've been a fan since you came into the league. Thanks, bro. Thank you. Appreciate that. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye. We got Blue Jay here. Blue Jay calling from Canada. Wait, I've been lied to. He changed his name. Oh, you motherfucker. (laughs) Jabated. Ah, god damn it. It Got him, baby. He was called Clank in, in... in Discord, so I thought it was someone else, and then ah, shit. yeah, hashtag live evil. All right, I'm gonna click your so name wait, next time because you've been on the show shit. so many times. You changed your name so that Mark would not would have an increased chance of pulling you. You got it. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna click your. I'm gonna click your name from now on, you piece of shit. But how do you every, know it's gonna be me? I'm clicking everybody now. <laughs> I got time. I don't listen to you people when you talk. Uh, well, it's, uh, hey, this is a test. This is actually a really good point, though. Because some people say Mark pulls the same people all the time. But here's a situation where this guy is very clearly so good at figuring out how to get on the show with the right take that in a blind test, he still got pulled. So anyway, Blue Jay, what do you want to talk about on the show? Okay, uh, yeah, we got not a lot of time, so I'll just get right into it. Um, Thank you. I think FlyQuest needs to make a move. I said this in the offseason that they should have tried to get Doublelift, although we knew that wasn't going to happen and or sneaky but now i think they have the opportunity to go after someone like johnson or cody son who are on teams that should be looking to sell if that's a thing i don't really know exactly how dr- valuable draft picks are in uh in lc not at all but i know if it, yeah I know, exactly right if this was traditional sports it'd be easy it'd be like you the the good teams buy out the best players from the bad teams and you give them draft picks but it doesn't exactly work that way right so I still think that FlyQuest should at least be making an effort to pony up the dough and try to sign someone like Cody Sun or Johnson, because mainly Johnson, because I think he's a god. Um, Gold Glue, what's your take on FlyQuest, Mash, and Turtle, and that whole 
bot lane situation? Um, I honestly don't know much about. I don't know if I'm just misposted. Like, I don't really, I haven't really heard the thought process behind it. I mean, I think it's good to have. Like uh, the thought process was Turtle was underperforming. Mash looked good, so they decided to play Mash. I heard the good things that they liked his communication or something as well. Yeah, I think it's really hard to know why teams are placing players, right? Like, it's usually something that that people can't see. It's like yeah, it's like communication. It's like work ethic, something like that, that this, a new player brings to the table. Uh, it could be, even be, like, a different champion pool. So I definitely think bringing another player on is, like, a good idea. But I think it's already kind of hard. You have 280 carry players right now for, for FlyQuest, and it's... If you add a third one to the mix, like it just gets way too complicated, I, I think. Um, and like I, I think it's only good for let's say you're a top team that thinks you're gonna you're gonna go to Worlds. I think it's good if you pick up a player that you think could start and use them as a sub and like adds a, a different team dynamic going into playoffs and going to Worlds, kind of like how we did on C9. I think that could be really useful. But you don't want like too many cooks in the kitchen. You don't want to be replacing too many players at the same time. It's just too hard to deal with, especially in BO1s. And do you not think, though, that, I mean, it, it kind of feels bad for MASH or for Turtle, whoever they would decide to let go, but do you not think that the team would be better and it would be best for FlyQuest as an organization to drop one of them in place of Cody Sun or Johnson, or no? All right. From an organizational standpoint, I don't think, like, Dig or Hunter Thieves in this instance would ever give up their players either. Like, I don't see why they would give them up. If if those teams think they're good players, and even if they're not doing too well right now, they're going to just try to keep growing them and building the roster for next year. So, yeah, it's not really going to be a very logistical or feasible option. That really makes sense for, for anybody. I think uh, on the like logistical level, I totally agree. I, I think um, it's we already talked about how hard it is to move players around in trades and stuff just generally doesn't happen mid split. Um, but to the caller's point, I definitely am worried about FlyQuest bot lane. Um, you know, I to, he, mash has some really weak laning stats. Um, not all of it is his fault. He has some of the lowest goal, uh, CSD and goal difference and 4%, but he also has, or Ignar has one of the highest roam percents, which means like they actually spend just not very much time, and I mean, you can look at your eyes and just see that Ignar's all over the map and playing playmakers, and like that's his play style. And mm-hmm. it feels like you know he has been relegated. Mash has been relegated to kind of just being on an island, absorb pressure, play weak side kind of stuff. Um, and Santorin has been playing more around mid and, and top, um, and that's fine. And I actually don't have a problem with any of that. My problem comes more um, from like the mid to late game mistakes that have been cropping up, as well as some of the champ pool stuff, like. They tried to play his non-fasting Senna, and it just looked fucking awful. And it looked awful when he tried it in Academy. Um, and I was not convinced of that at all. And then they swapped it for Ignar to play, and it, it looked better. Um, as well as, like, the, the mistake that happened today, or yesterday. Oh, fuck, I don't even know what day it is. Yesterday? Monday. <laughs> yeah. Um, the mistake that happened in that game where he, you know, chased in his ear instead of just yeah. going back to DPS the Baron. Like, those are the kinds of mistakes that are are concerning for me you know even if they can't take on c9 but going forward to worlds and stuff like that um i think he's you know not gonna be so like i don't think he's so god awful that like FlyQuest is doomed for reaching worlds or anything i think it's it's like when you start looking at next step type type stuff 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure Turtle's a better better alternative right now either. Yeah, and so wh the the reason why I actually bring this up is because I think FlyQuest actually has a chance to be like a very well respected org in NA, which we've never been able to say that about FlyQuest before. And honestly, just getting out of groups does that. And so I wonder if like bringing in an AD carry could bring get them out of groups. Now that's a long shot because we haven't seen a lot of these players. I've heard um, C9 on is doomed. For a while. So if they're doomed. Yeah, true. C9's <laughs> got them. If Jack's in the chat, you got to get some new players, bro. You guys ain't going anywhere, but, but to your point, like, this would be a good gamble. <laughs> yeah, and, and um, to Golden Glue's point about, like, teams don't exactly want to um, get rid of their players, I, I do agree with that. Um, but I think both these teams have a reason, uh, have a historic reason that would suggest maybe they would, such as Dignitas selling Vulcan to Cloud9, for example, or um, 100 Thieves, when they joined the league, they were, you know, paying out a lot of money to their players and then the next season they were like okay well hold on maybe money does matter and we should hold up a little bit so that's why i say it's a chance and i think if you're fly quests i think you need to give it a shot at least we don't know what their budgets are and stuff like that and we don't know what teams are asking for but um if you're fly quest you're hard trolling if you're not trying to get a new ad care in my opinion because even though i don't think mash or turtle are awful i don't think they're world cal caliber well, thank you, Blue Jay, for the call. We got a sorry run off to our last caller, but is there anything you want to say before we move on to the final caller? Uh, yeah, two quick things. Uh, one, please get Apollo on this show. That would be freaking awesome. He's been on before. We'll, we'll try to get him on again. Yeah, bring bring him back. Uh, and actually, you know what? That's it. I think that's all I got to say. I'm I'm good for now. And you can go thanks so much the for the call. call. We'll see you when you sneak on. All right, I'll time. troll on next week. Yeah. All right, see you guys. Oh, I like this guy. You should have him on more often. Yeah. He's a, he's a frequent caller. So going so far as to... He's going to start voice changing, I think. It's going to be funny. That'd be pretty dope. I start making new Discord accounts is what he really needs to do now. Uh, yeah. We had an optimistic TSM caller, but they disappear from the waiting room. So I feel bad after we had the guy who came on last week who just hella flamed out of nowhere all of TSMs in their entire history. <laughs> so I was, I was looking forward to have a positive TSM take because they had a good weekend. Uh, well, instead, there's a caller in the waiting room. Are we grabbing him? It's not him, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to give a quick shout out before we went to the last caller because I don't okay. know what happened to that person. Uh, the last caller is here, Kettage. Is that how you say your name? Yes. Uh, where are you calling from? Uh, Montreal, Quebec. Oh, Montreal. Oh, it's late there. Thank you for staying up so late. Yeah, uh, no problem. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, I think that with the LCK franchising, that teams like C9 and G2 or Fnatic uh, should apply for a spot in the LCK. G2 or Fnatic should apply? Well, I mean, any, any, any like, team and EU or NA should look for a chance to go in a better league with like a better solo queue and better players to have a better chance at improving at the international stage. So this this was a upvoted a fair amount in Discord. People can add emotes basically to their their takes and this one had a bunch of emotes thrown on it. So I, I figured it was spicy and uh, Twitch chat's having a reaction. Yes, indeed. So, I mean G2 applied for LCS franchising. That's known, right? Really? Isn't that Mark that was out, right? I thought that was out. Well, if it's if it wasn't, it is now. <laughs> Let's spam some. Can we get some leaks in the chat? Um, uh, no, people say people say it was it was known. So there is there is precedent here. It is I think I think it's difficult because I get the feeling these teams would be denied the same reason why I think NA denied G two, which is like we can't take these teams away from LEC. Uh, it's not it's not a good experience. Um, and I also like 
I don't even know if it makes as much sense. You know, like I think I bet you Carlos right now is really happy he got denied because I, <laughs> I because at the time LCS was like way better as a league than ULCS, not necessarily from a competitive standpoint, but from a product standpoint and from a revenue standpoint. And now I would say the roles have swapped. And so I feel like they have such a good thing going for them over there that they shouldn't apply. What 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 are your My, reasons for it, Kedage? Sorry. I yeah, guess actually, I if, I, if I can ask, if I can ask a question too about it, it's like, is this better for for who? Because I assume that there's import rules applied to LCK, even though they haven't really had to deal with them. Like you couldn't, I don't think you could just bring all of C9 over, right? You'd have to. Right. Get three Koreans and two C9 players? Correct. Well, I, I don't know about the import rules, but I was just thinking that uh, obviously, well, maybe maybe this wouldn't apply to EU as they've been doing a bit better, but like if you're C9, right, uh, would you rather go to LCK and maybe look at a shot at being in the middle of the pack or maybe in the top three, you know, or would you rather be in NA where the competition I think is really weak, the solo queue is bad, they have high ping? Uh, I think they just have more upside going to Korea on the long term because you have better solo queue, uh, lower ping, and on the Korean ladder, there's even uh, Chinese players that play on the Korean solo queue, so you have better competition just overall there. And in the league, uh, the teams, I think, are just overall way better than in NA. So I, I think that if they go to Korea, they have a better shot at winning in the international stage than staying in NA. And when you say they, you mean Jack. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I super think Jack would rather be a number one team in North America than a middle of the pack team in LCK. Yeah, but middle of the pack is maybe on the short term, right? Maybe that if they stay for a while, they have better shot at improving and yeah, eventually becoming top of the pack. Okay, so w- how aware are you of all yeah, the wait, logos yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah, are on C9 jerseys? Yeah, right, like so I, I feel like I feel like the idea is really cool of watching your favorite team play in another region, right? I think. Logistically, and for like about a million reasons, it would never make sense for Cloud9 <laughs> to go to Korea or go to any other region. But what would be cool is if like in Spring Split, Cloud9 and like G2 just swapped. And, you know, <laughs> just for Spring Split, Spring Split doesn't fucking matter anyway. And like you can see how your team does versus another region's team. And like I think that would be cool. Like some kind of like, um, you know, like when you go to school, what is it when you go yeah. travel? A uh, uh, foreign exchange student? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> foreign exchanging teams? For spring. I mean, spring split doesn't fucking matter anyway. So, yeah. like, um, for worlds, that is. Yamato's already oh. over there scouting. He's figuring everything out for us. Now, that would be pretty dope. I would love to watch C9 play in LCK, LPL, LEC, any of them for, like, spring split. But, Do we get uh, to pick who we send? Because I would send our worst team. So that they get better, <laughs> and then they send their best teams. So North America is just more fun to watch, yeah. and our our worst teams getting better. Yeah, it's like the daycare in Pokemon. You're min, you min maxing. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. It's probably never ever going to happen, but it's a fun idea in imagination. Yeah, I think it's the kind of thing that sounds fun, but even like beyond the whole swapping players out point, like I don't even think there's, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm 90% sure I'm not that there's just less money in the Korean scene than North America or Europe. Um, so it's not even like a good business decision. Jack, everyone was adding Jack. Did he ever say anything? <laughs> Jack disappeared real quick. This, yeah. This is a lose lose <laughs> for him. He, he doesn't want to say 
uh, I'm okay. Like, <laughs> he doesn't actually want this. And so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, he he's, responded to to admitting he's here, but he won't respond to the question. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you're right, Mark. I'm here. Exactly. Like this, there's just there's no value in him saying that. Perhaps monetarily, this is a, it's a much better situation for him to be mashing an A at the detriment of competitiveness. Anyway, uh, Kedge, I'm sorry. I think I think it's just it's not going to happen. I I like the idea. I do like. I actually really like the forward exchange program that. Golden Glue suggested. Can we swap I, I, G2 and C9? I feel like that would be fun. I think Golden Glue's uh, idea is really good, too. Honestly, Spring Split, where things don't matter as much, having two teams swap, that's kind of cool. It definitely makes it interesting. Yeah, your YouTube video should be not if C9 auto makes or whatever. This is what the YouTube video should be about. You know why it's sick, too, is because Spring is all about, like, improving for yeah. the most part. And so, like... You're still helping people improve. It's not even like going against like what Spring's even really about. Okay, the only downside is, what what does it do to NA morale if G2 comes over here, goes undefeated, crushes everyone, and C9 goes over C9's there, already like, doing it, loses no, to, loses all the time. Literally, we would then then at like MSI or Worlds or whatever, it'd be like, well, we have to fucking whoop these guys' ass because they just fucking spanked us all around for a Spring split, right? Like they have to avenge us. Um, so, you know, I might have more job opportunities in playing and coaching. I might be going for Greeley's job as well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be Golden willing to Glue, give it what to you, can't honestly. he do? League <laughs> admin. Yeah. Thank you, Golden Glue, for saving esports, all esports. Kedage, uh, I'm sorry that we, we couldn't get behind your idea, but I'm, I'm happy that it spawned this new idea. Is there anything you want to say before we close out the show? No, I'm good. Thank you for uh, having me on the show. Well, thank you for uh, coming in. Have a good one. All right, everyone stick around because uh, I'm going to stay on stream for a couple minutes. I need your help with something. But Mark and Golden Glue, this is the end of the show. Mark, what do you want to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out Golden Glue. He's a great, great human being. He's a better human being than most of you watching. Yeah, I mean, that's why Evidence. he keeps getting all these jobs. Yeah. He has a shirt to prove it. Uh, other than that, I don't really have anything to shout out. Thanks, everyone, for watching and stuff. I want to shout out Apollo Price, who showed up in Twitch chat uh, before that last caller <laughs> and was agreeing that he should be allowed on the show at some point in time. And I got to imagine that the reason he showed up is perhaps because of the amazing things I was saying about him earlier and how I've always had his back. And he just knows that I, a buddy, a pal, hosted the show, saying great things about him. I, I just want to see him in the Twitch chat, you know? So, uh, shout out to Apollo Price. Golden Glue, what do you want to shout out? Uh, I just want to shout out everyone who uh, has been supporting me. I got a lot of really nice messages when I came up with, with that, that long message, and it's definitely been uh, nice receiving all the support. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can find somewhere <laughs> to start working again and get back in front of the camera for everyone. And Yeah, so just thanks a lot, guys. Oh, get back in front of the camera for everyone. Analyst yeah, desk, I mean, I appearance confirmed. Or on my OnlyFans. Like, who knows? Your OnlyFans? Okay. We got to close up the show. Thanks, everyone. This you has do been a lot with the camera, huh? Hotline League, episode 130. Shout out.